Welcome, everybody, to your all-time favorite podcast in the world. And arguably, I'm changing it up. That's right. You were maybe expecting me to say the most useful. I'm going to say, arguably, your most cherished podcast. Can I say that? I would hope so. Uh, in the world, Persuasion School. My name is Jake Savage. If this is your first time here, grateful to have you with us. Super quick snapshot about me. I'm a former door-to-door salesman. I knocked on almost 100,000 doors over the course of several years before I helped launch a sales company with a handful of other amazing people. My job there was to build and train a national sales team. And while I was the president, we hit some fun milestones like the Inc's list of the 500 fastest growing companies in the nation two years in a row. And then in 2021, I split off to launch my own consulting business, something I had been wanting to do for quite some time, about 10 years actually. Uh, Well, really just to pursue my passion of fighting human trafficking. So the consulting business is an opportunity for me to leverage a decade and a half of corporate sales experience to help nonprofit fundraising teams win bigger donations. So that's what I do now. Made a shift during the pandemic. Um, Story for another day or a previous episode. Let's go ahead and jump into today. All right. So on the show, we try to break down one principle or method at a time. Uh, that pertains to persuasion or influence, something to help you become a more effective communicator. So that's what we're getting into today. I wanted to share some, we've, we've chatted a lot in the past about questions, the purpose of questions, the use of questions, different types of questions to ask. Uh, I wanted to follow up with something that I think is going to be extremely helpful. I know is going to be extremely helpful and valuable for anybody that listens to this podcast. And if you've been listening for a while, you know, I like to try to draw things from the worlds of psychology or or neuroscience, something with some some scientific backing behind it, like research studies. Because one of the things that irks me about the sales world, not just sales, fundraising, recruiting, like anything that requires you to use persuasion to win people over. What irks me is the subjectivity of it. You know, like we're all a lot of salespeople, like to talk about all these grand ideas and principles and why they're so good, but like very little of what a lot of people say uh, has any objective proof, you know, or support behind the principles, which uh, has always bothered me. But, anyways, that's an aside. I I like to try to incorporate some psychology. So, found something great that I'm excited to share with you guys today. It's going to be a super short and sweet episode. Get to the point. Going to give you something you can use today in your conversations. Close more deals, win more donations, get people to go on dates with you, get your kids to listen to you. Maybe. We'll see. Here it is. All right. There's a research scientist from Yale, a guy named Michael Pantalone. And Michael Pantalone is the leading, a leading authority on motivational interviewing. So essentially, Inspiring others to take action through the use of questions. This is his sole job as a research scientist, is to try to understand this. So there are two questions that we're going to go over today. And these are irrational questions, by the way. That's what makes them fun. So something that you're, it's going to be a bit of a curveball. But anyways, two questions that we can use when we have a prospect that seems genuinely interested, but just hasn't committed yet. 
I think you could use these questions after you've attempted to close and encountered an objection, or I think it might be even better as a preventative measure. So before you get to the official close, asking them to donate, to buy, to move forward, I think this is the best spot right before to use these two questions. All right, so instead of just asking somebody, hey, are you ready to move forward today? Or even something along the lines of, is there anything preventing you from moving forward today? Or saying yes. So instead of using these sort of basic questions um, that we're familiar with, we want to start with the scale of one to 10. Now, stick with me here. This is not the main thing, but you'd start with the scale of one to 10 question and then follow up with the irrational question. All right, so here's the scale. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 meaning not at all ready, and 10 meaning completely ready, how ready are you to move forward today? All right, so that's not like mind-blowing, right? A lot of us may already be asking that. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 meaning not at all ready, 10 meaning completely ready, how ready are you to move forward today? Then after they answer You follow up with the irrational question. This is where the genius comes through from Yale research scientist, Michael Pantalone. Let's say they say seven, right? So if they're a seven out of 10, it means they're not completely ready. So if you were to just ask them, hey, are you willing to move forward today to donate, to buy, to whatever? They're probably going to say no. It doesn't necessarily mean no, they're not interested. It just means no, they're not totally ready. They're not a 10 out of 10 or maybe even a nine out of 10. So let's say... You ask them the scale question, one to 10, where are you at? And they say, you know, I think I'm at a seven. Naturally, a lot of us at this point would probably say, well, what do I have to do to get you to a 10 today, right? Instead, here's the question that you ask. Why didn't you pick a lower number? Why didn't you pick a lower number? So, hey, on a scale of one to 10, one meaning not ready at all, 10 meaning you're ready to move forward, how ready are you to move forward today? Uh, I'd say I'm about a seven. A seven. Okay, interesting. Why didn't you pick a lower number? So that's how it would sound. So this does three different things. The first is to expose a potential no as a maybe, right? Like if a lot of times we say no because we it's coming out of fear, fear, anxiety, doubt, Right? Like that's, that's why we may say no to somebody. Maybe we're truly interested in, in moving forward with whatever it is, but we have a couple questions that aren't answered yet, or maybe there's something that we're hung up on and we're not quite ready to move forward. Again, it doesn't mean that we're not interested. It just means that there are a couple things unanswered for us that we have to figure out before we can say yes. So if you were to just ask somebody, hey, are you willing to move forward today? And they said no, and you took that as final, then you could have been missing out big time by not identifying a little bit more information. So when they give you an answer and say seven or so, it helps to expose a potential no as a maybe, which means that there's a little bit more work that you can do to get them to a yes. So that's the first thing it does. The second thing that this does is it helps them, and this is probably the most important, it helps them to sell themselves when they articulate in their own words why the number isn't lower. So if they said, you know, I think I'm probably at a seven in terms of readiness to move forward. And you say, hmm, seven, okay, why didn't you pick a lower number? They're going to now have to defend why they chose a seven instead of a six or a five. And as they're articulating in their own words why they are on a a seven on the scale of one to 10, 
that's going to help them uh, place stakes in the ground in terms of what they believe, like what what aspects of the product or the offer are most appealing to them. They're verbalizing this out loud, which helps it become more real to them. They're also um, clarifying the value to them, what value that they see in it. And this is super important because we're more often persuaded by reasons we discover on our own than reasons given to us from others. So you as the persuader could provide a super long list of reasons as to why they should move forward. But none of those will ever be as compelling as the reasons they discover on their own. That's why this is actually a popular method used for therapists, this this two-question thing, Um, particularly the irrational question. You're helping someone discover something on their own. So I said that this question does three things. The first is expose a potential no as a maybe. The second one is to help them sell themselves because they're going to verbalize, articulate to you and defend their position as to why they're not lower on the scale. And then the third thing is kind of self-explanatory. It helps you to identify what you need to work on before asking them to commit again. So if they say, I'm not ready to move forward, or I'm only a seven because of timing, you know, this we've got these goals this quarter, we're focusing on this. Now you know how to address the situation and handle that timing objection before you actually get the true objection. And then once you feel as though you've done an excellent job of handling that objection or that that thing that's preventing them from being an 8, 9, or 10, then you can circle back with an actual close. All right, so one more time, the two questions. You're, You're in the midst of your presentation or a visit with somebody. You're not ready to do the close just yet. You could, but instead you're going to try these two questions. Hey, so... On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 meaning not at all ready and 10 being completely ready, how ready are you to move forward today? Hmm, 7, interesting. Why didn't you pick a lower number? I think you will be pleasantly surprised when you hear the responses from some of these prospects because it should just be illuminating the way forward for you so that you know what to do to actually close this deal, win the donation, win the date, whatever it may be. Hey, I said it was going to be short and sweet. Wanted to share that with you guys. If you want to learn a little bit more about this, I would highly recommend checking out the book To Sell is Human by Dan Pink. He has a few more examples in addition to this study from Michael Pantalone of Yale. Hey, as I've said the past couple episodes, I have been contacted recently by a couple sales managers who have been longtime listeners of the show that wanted me to coach and or train their teams. If this is something that you're interested in, you can always send me an email at jake at jakesavage.co. I'd love to chat, learn a little bit more about you, your team, and what your obstacles are and see if we can overcome them together. Other than that, that wraps it up for today. Have a fantastic rest of your Friday, your weekend, and your month. I will catch you all in August. Adios.